0: Welcome to the plus six podcast my name is pete and i go by the name of afl ratings pete on twitter welcome to a man you know on twitter as jeopardy t welcome to the show Jepp. hey pete this is our final podcast for the home and away season what are your feelings going into round 23
1: yeah it's uh it's, it's gone quick hey i uh yeah i'm quite shocked but um yeah we uh we've had a year to to learn some more lessons and um hopefully we've all done well
0: the removal of the pre-finals buy has added yet another wrinkle onto this fantasy season. Now, with the pre-finals buy, what we had was really, from fantasy coaches, is protection. But that is now gone, jet.
1: Yeah, it's a risk. We're going to uh, be relying on our emergencies. Uh, there'll be a few laid-outs. And obviously, as we get into the pod, but our recommendation early and, and probably the number one... Lesson we need to take into this round is save your trades as, for as long as you can.
0: This is the week to chase potential ceiling games, Jeff.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. You know, all, all, all players are on the table. It becomes a bit like DFS where, you know, we're, we're looking at the players that we think will just score well for one week. So it, um, you know, there's some stubborn coaches out there that will probably try and maximise their salary cap spend. But you just got to look at the players that, you think will score well.
0: This is also the week to make two V two changes if possible. So it's the it's the week to move off a highly owned player, Jip.
1: Oh yeah. So um, you know, the Gorn, we've floated the Gorn and Grundy um, trades before. Um, you know, Gorn especially going into the uh the finals. an older fellow probably needs to freshen up, um, who's played most of the year. So Yeah, there's definitely a bit of that, and definitely the coaches in the top 25 and even more will be looking at that for sure. Okay, as always, if you retweet any podcast
0: link, you'll go in with a chance at scoring a plus-six podcast cap. Uh, The next retweet giveaway will be at the end of the home and away season, so we'll jump on and give a few more away next week. Okay, also AFL Ratings Twitter accounts, putting content on there for you, especially this week. Uh, which is quite important to keep up to date with news. All I ask in return for the content are likes and retweets and AU as well. Remember, this podcast is focused on AFR Fantasy Classic overall ranking. We are recording this podcast on Tuesday night, August 17. And as always, and last week we got we got it again, Tom Stewart, Jeb. We had Jake Lord yeah. there as well. It was a bit of a shocker. And then, you know, make necessary adjustments when news comes to hand. And that was exactly again next, last week, Jeb.
1: Yeah, it's just um, curveball after curveball. And like you said, it's without this pre-finals by now.
0: Um, there's going to be a few more of that. Okay, straight into ownership this week, Jeff. So Rucks, uh, so this is top 25 ownership. So Rucks, Max Gorn 100%, Brody Grundy 92%, Sean Darcy 4% in the Ruck, 36% in forward, so 40% total. Ron Marshall 4% Ruck, 72% forward, 76 total your thoughts on any
1: one of those yeah so um marshall obviously failed at the weekend and um that would have stung that one coach but yeah there's um there's still options at play this week with the rucks for sure
0: okay into the, the defense so lockie woodfield 100 percent rory lead 100 percent aaron hall 100 percent jack crisp 76 percent your thoughts on any one of those
1: uh, that's all That's all mandatory and it makes sense.
0: Yeah, all four of those, I would not be moving off this week. Do you agree, Jep?
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Okay, the other defenders, 44%, Jaden Short, Daniel Rich, 40%, Isaac Cumming, 28%, Dan Houston, 24%, Caleb Daniel, 24%, Jack Siebel, 20%, Nick Newman, 12%, Jordan Ridley, 8%, Jordan Dawson, 8%, and Chris Maine, who's got a retirement narrative coming up this week, Jep, 8%. Your thoughts on any one of those?
1: It's a pretty broad list. You know, after that top four, it, it really extends beyond, and that's due to injury, isn't it, um, with Lloyd and, and Stewart and the like. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a big call of how these players play this week. And, I, you know, I, for one, am looking to use one trade in defence.
0: OK, midfielders, Tom Mitchell 100%, Zach Merritt 96%, Jack McRae 88%, Tim Taranto 88%. And Sam Walsh, 84%. Your thoughts on any one of those?
1: Yeah, Timmy Taranto is going to be an interesting one this week because, obviously, Toby Green's back. And how does Lee and Cameron use Timmy? Uh, is anyone's guess?
0: Now, he for those listeners who didn't realise, last week uh, Toby Green uh, was suspended, so he missed... So Tim Taranto went uh, forward, and he was on fire earlier, hitting the scoreboard, and they blew out the Tigers. So 64 points in the first half, hit the scoreboard. Second half, just 27 points only. Now, with Toby Green coming back into the team, you would think that would be a good thing for Tim Taranto. However, however, Jeff, and this gets into uh, all those players that I've just mentioned, who is the one player you would
1: trade out, if any? Oh, I'm looking at trading out Tim Taranto because you just don't know what his role is going to be. Yes, that's one. And
0: the other one is, now Lockie Ash has played a tagging role through that midfield for the Giants. Now, the Giants against Carlton, on paper, it appears a very soft matchup. So I think the Giants should uh, do a number on Carlton. But does Lockie Ash go to Sam Walsh, Oh, it
1: probably does. And, yeah, that's going to be... uh... A factor in, in, in the maths of it all yeah for sure. So maybe when we're talking about a 2v2
0: maybe it's a get off Tim Taranto and Sam Walsh but you know as I said Taranto's at 88%, Sam Walsh is 84% you, all you need is a couple yep. of underpass scores now if you jumped on your 2v2 onto a couple of premium scores then I mean, you can make up 100, 150 points quite easily there potentially.
1: Yeah, yeah, no no you're right, a 1000% right, it's how you use these trades now so um, yeah it's got to be a calculated decision. Okay, on to the others.
0: 44% Ollie Wines, 40% Clayton Oliver, 40% Jack Steele, 36% Darcy Parrish, 32% Jared Lyons, 24% Tuke Miller, 24% Taylor Adams, 24% Cam Guthrie, 12% Andrew Gaff, 8% Andrew Brayshaw. So uh, those players, a couple of coaches in that top 25 did hold, so he comes back in this week. And Braden Fiorini, he's actually smashed it since he's been back in that team and I'm quite surprised he's only at 8%. Your thoughts on any one of those, Jep?
1: Yeah, again, it's a broad list, and um, it, it extends well beyond the, the core group, so um, a lot of options to gain rank. OK, into the forwards there. Patrick Dangerfield,
0: 100%. Jordan Goey 92%. Lockie Hunter, still strong at 60%. Dane Zorko, 56%. side Bottom, 52%. Jep, would you get off any
1: one of those? Yeah, lucky Hunter, for sure. Um Dangerfield is another one who they probably would have thought the week would have done him well, the week rest pre-finals by. So, again, Geelong are quite an old team, so it's interesting how they play that. Um, so we've got to keep them.
0: Keep an eye on it all. Yeah, Dangerfield was outstanding on the weekend. He was absolutely relentless. So um, if that game is up for grabs on Saturday night, I would expect a strong output from Dangerfield. All right, Jeff, the others there: Josh Kelly, 48%. He's got a very good matchup against Carlton this week. 28%. Matthew Kennedy, obviously Patrick Cripps went out of that team on the weekend, and Kennedy just went ballistic, which is actually good to see. So. You know, currently going to make yeah. some moves in the off-season. So if Kennedy's one of those players that's going to be in there, you've got to be thinking that he might be a potential, for, even for next year, because he's going to be potentially underpriced based on his early season scores scoreship.
1: Yeah, um, look, I'll be waiting for the next coach to make that kind of call. But yeah, early signs are he's, you know, he's on the watch list for 2022.
0: Uh, just a couple of low ones there. Josh Dunkley really hasn't got it done at four percent, and the one that has a pretty decent matchup now, you know, the Tigers are resting Nancurvis this week. He's out. Uh, Trent Conchon is out. Shane Edwards is out. Chad Wingard, a 4%. He's a really mm. bit of a unique this week, Jeb. And I think the Hawks might actually get a hold of the Tigers this week and pretty much uh, finish off their season. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, I think the Tigers, you know, play some kids, and that's definitely um, a very likely scenario. So, yeah, Wingard is one for me I'm looking at for sure. Okay, notable low break
0: even. Just got a handful of players they want to discuss. So, Kieran Briggs, now, if Shane Mumford is rested this week. Uh, Kieran Briggs offers uh, 306k minus four. Now, the reason I mentioned Briggs is that match-up against De Conning is actually quite favourable. So your thoughts on Kieran Briggs, Jeff?
1: Oh, look, obviously it's an emergency, and you play the loop in the emergency. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll see how it go. I, I'm, like, I'm not going to trade him in or anything, but um, it's it's one for the existing owners. I'll finish off there now. Thompson Dow, 57 last week,
0: 247k minus 3. Eddie Ford, 68. is actually quite good, jeppy He's looked pretty good early in his career, 241k minus 1. John Newcomb comes into that team, and he was outstanding in that midfield for the Hawks. So... Uh, 364k. So that's an option if you really want to pay down and maybe potentially move up to a Jack steal of the other pick. So he's minus one, but you've re- really got to take into account whether Warple and O'Meara return. If they don't return again, he's going to be in that midfield again, Jep. And the last one there, who was actually really good last week, his start to this game was actually exceptional, is Kieran Strawn for Adelaide. Now, Raleigh O'Brien has been ruled out for the season so strong will be the number one again this week it goes up against goldstein um, it's probably not that good a matchup but if you know strong can put up a 71 or you know 71 or 75 so it's pretty strong cover for the last game of the round jet what do you think in there on strong
1: yeah again it's um it, it gives us options it, it just depends where you know, how, how it all plays out but um Look, I'm of the opinion you use your two trades primarily to, you know, trade sideways if you've got a luxury trade. So um, unless you're really confident with your 22 players, I think these sort of look aheads um, just for this week aren't um, are unlikely. Yeah, the Newcomb, You Newcomb, know,
0: if, you really if you've really
1: want if got two players... Yeah, he, in the he'd mid- be the one, mate, yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. So if you're in the mid-range there, like two 700K players, and you want to move them on, and let's go back to the discussion with regards to Taranto and Walsh. Man, you can go down to a Joe Newcomb and potentially go up to a Jack Steele. Now, you mentioned spending your salary cap uh, fully. Not necessarily you're going to have to spend every dollar. You can leave money on the table here, and that will make yeah. your team uh, quite different to others. What do you think in there?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. It's, it's picking the two best players that are definitely going to improve your side. You look at the matchups, um, and you look at all options. But um, you know, if you're pretty settled with your twenty-two on field and you want to have that lever to pull on your emergency, then yeah, look at Newcomb. He'd be the only one I would really look at that's discounted and, and viable in that sense. Okay, onto the nine games in order. Now, it's really important we go through this in
0: order, Chip. So Friday night will provide information on potential management of players for round 23 and probably sets the agenda for round 23 trades. My recommendation, just like you, is to hold off trades as long as you can. So it's especially, I would be trading into any part of Friday night's game. I'd be holding and see how that game plays out. So at that point, once Friday night game is finished, we will have plenty of information. And it pretty much centres around that Geelong and Melbourne game. But we will get to that. Uh, it's a couple of other games that are impacted by that result. All right, Jet. so Friday night, Western Bulldogs versus Port Adelaide, Marvel Stadium. So Western Bulldogs, a couple of players I would just want to pick up there is um, McCrane and Bont, and for Port Adelaide, Wines, Amon. And if Lysette is out and Martin doesn't play for the Bulldogs, Laddams may be an option against English, but again, I would hold off trades as as long as I can. Now, both teams in this game are wholly motivated to win. Port Adelaide win, they're finishing uh, with the home final. And if uh, the Bulldogs win, they secure themselves top four. Now, the Bulldogs, if they lose, they can slip out of the top four. So both teams are wholly motivated here, Jeff. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's going to be a great game, and obviously the AFL deliberately fixed it like this um, for ratings and interest. So, yeah, I think this game dictates how other pl- other teams perform. Um, we'll get into that shortly.
0: Okay. On to Richmond versus Hawthorne, MCG. So wake up on a Saturday, figure out what's going on. Uh, I think Hawthorne are a really uh, good position. Uh, they've been on fire recently. So Richmond, we know, as I've mentioned already, cochins out of that team. Then Curvis is out of that team. Edwards out of that team. The young guys are coming in. So Hawthorne are a really good spot. Only two players here to really catch my interest besides Newkem if we really want to pay the is Tom Mitchell is the one. is potentially an early VC option there, and Chad Wingard is the other one. and it could be a monster fill-up for Hawthorne players from a fantasy perspective.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think um, Tom Tom Mitchell, for sure. Um, The way we know Richmond aren't going to tag, so he's going to have a day out. Um, And then Wingard, if it's a bit of a landslide, um, a forward, a centre, then yeah, Wingard's going to get his hands on it. Okay, Sydney versus Gold Coast.
0: Marvel Stadium. So Sydney, for me, Jake Lloyd's coming back into that team. Now, Josh Kennedy's uh, out with a hamstring, will likely out. Uh, for at least one or two weeks. So, uh, Parker's potentially an option there. Now, on Gold Coast side sort of things there, it is Tuuk Miller and in Fiorini as well. He's got very low ownership in the top 25. Now, Sydney will finish fifth or sixth. So, the potential there is that they man- might manage players. They did it on the weekend, and they may do so again this week, Jep. What are you thinking?
1: Oh, 1,000% they'll manage players. So, Anyone that's had a heavy workload in the year or got a little niggle, definitely not play. Um, there's no need for Sydney to risk them because they can't finish lower than six, so um, and higher than fifth. So there's no real incentive. It's um, and then obviously not getting a home final anyway, no matter what they do. So yeah, we've got to watch this. Um, depending on how the serious Lloyd's injury is, he might not even still play. So and Mills as well. Uh, John Longmire was
0: pretty adamant he was coming back into the team. This is Jake Lloyd, but, you know, there's still an option there that he might go, well, well result actually doesn't mean anything and still make a decision based off that. So you, you're right. Okay, the next game. So there is impact here from the Friday night, and that is if the Bulldogs lose. Now, if the Bulldogs lose, Brisbane can jump inside the top four. Now, from West Coast's point of view... Uh, their motivation is high because they're still alive at this point in time, and the way the games are structured out, they're in order to make sure that those play, those teams still involved, they're still alive when their game is played. So from Brisbane's point of view, uh, this game is potentially going to be on. Now, if the Bulldogs win, Brisbane are fifth and sixth, and it doesn't really matter. So you know the potential there, potential there from Brisbane's point of view that they might even take the option of managing players. So you really got to keep an eye on that Friday night result. It's going to have a huge impact for what we're looking at round 23 with regards to trades. Now, uh, Brisbane Lions, Zorko, Neil McCluggage, all those four for me, happy to go with all of them, especially in a scenario where um, they are still alive for finals. Now, from West Coast's point of view, Jack Redden. So Tim Kelly is sideline. Jack Redden is inside that midfield, and he can put up big numbers, as we've seen recently. So Alex Witherden, now... If the Lions get on top of this game, you've got to expect a fair bit of traffic inside that Eagles defense. Now, with it and we know, it can put up a ceiling game. So with it and at me, at a stretch. And look Sheree inside that midfield. Um, I would expect some type of response from Sheree again. He was okay, got a bit of attention on the weekend. But I still think he can put up a ceiling game. And in the end, we're not after three or four weeks. It's just one game. And maybe Andrew Gaff there at a stretch there. So your thoughts on that Brisbane West Coast game, Jet?
1: Yeah, so obviously I'm going to be barracking hard for the Bulldogs on Friday night, selfishly for West Coast, because then that means it's likely Brisbane rests some older stalls there. And um, if that doesn't happen and, you know, they do have a top four chance, then, yeah, the Zorkas of the world are definitely getting a run. Um, from West Coast point of view, I really liked Jack Redden's game last week, and he, he was one of few that responded to the SOS from Simo. And, look, we're not... Or West Coast aren't playing great, and um, they're not running two ways, but Redden doesn't uh, die wandering. So he'd be the one I'd look at with no Tim Kelly. Um, and then, yeah, Shuey, oh, he still doesn't look 100% to me, so I, I would just stick with Redden if you were going to go outside the box. Okay, now Geelong, Melbourne. Now,
0: I'm just going to run through a couple of scenarios here. If Port Adelaide win Friday night, Geelong and Melbourne both are both wholly motivated. Because the loser is travelling to Port Adelaide week one of finals. Yeah. Okay, so if Port Adelaide lose on Friday night, this is alarm bells for Melbourne managing players. They their top two is locked. They don't need to do anything. Now Geelong at that point will be chasing a home venue final only. Now I'll go back to Melbourne here. Is that the language coming out of Simon Goodwin is is just sending alarm bells off me left, right and centre? Obviously, obviously you know. I consume a lot of content throughout the week, each week of the season, and um, obviously understand where coach speakers at, and Simon Goodwin is just going off at me with regards to alarm bells. So if Melbourne are guaranteed top two, man, watch out. Um, manage Stephen May on the weekend, and they may get in that situation again, and I'm looking at all sorts of issues. So... Be prepared, and this is why I'm saying, hold your trades off as long as possible, because if Melbourne are guaranteed top two, it could be alarm bells come, team selection, final team selection, an hour before the game. So, let me go back to the players there, Guthrie, Dangerfield, Mennigola, a stretch for me for Geelong, and Oliver Gore and Petrarca, but you know, if they if they are guaranteed top two, on, you know, potential, I'm not even going to mention who potentially could be rested, but... Man, alarm bells are absolutely going off for me if Melbourne are guaranteed top two. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's it's a huge risk. Um Gorn's the obvious one given his age. I think Oliver wants to give it a crack at it that he's probably more keen on all Australian and some individual honors, but then Geelong, like yeah, we we mentioned them before, but we know it. they're an older team. So yeah, huge risk game. I'm actually thankful it's a Saturday um, because it's not the Sunday. So I think a lot of the damage is done on that Saturday night there. Yeah, so Geelong are are, are wholly motivated
0: and slightly motivated. So I don't think they're potentially going to manage players because, you know, if Port Adelaide lose, Geelong is still chasing that home final venue, which, you know, potentially, you know, they can host at GM HBA Stadium. So it's still sort of important for Geelong. Oh, Jeff. We'll finish with that game. So now on to Carlton versus GWS Giants at Marvel Stadium. Uh, the Giants could absolutely fill up here. Uh, Kelly, Whitfield, Toronto for me, even though Taranto plays a mid-forward uh, type role. Uh, because Carlton, as we've seen on the weekend, they give up 19 straight goals. You know, if Toronto gets any piece of that again, well, look out. Um, and he does have a monster ceiling. Now, Whitfield is this one as well. He can put up a monster ceiling. And there's a potential a vice-captain option there as well, if you don't want to go Mitchell earlier in the day. Now, Sam Walsh still for me, okay, and Matt Kennedy at a stretch. But if Cripps is ruled out, still, I still think Kennedy might even be an option. But for me, the most important message here, this could be a monster fill-up game for Giants players, Chip.
1: yeah, Yeah, um, for sure. Kelly was really impressive after his week off, and, um, you know, Whitfield's going to bounce back against Carlton. From memory, he his dominates against Carlton. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely, um, again, it's Saturday night, so they got a lot to play for the Giants. They, they don't want to drop that game at all um, to risk their missing
0: finals. All right, let's get into the Sunday games. So St Kilda versus Fremantle. This game is actually down in Hobart Blundstone Arena. So a couple of players here, uh, Jack Steele for St Kilda, uh, potential for a high-ceiling game, and Andrew Brayshaw, Adam Chera, and even Darcy there, I don't think is that bad of a matchup against the Saints. So, if West Coast win, GWS win, Frio need to make up at least 6% minimum. It's not a great situation, so you've got to take into account what Fremantle could do if they're um, out of finals contention. So, if West Coast lose, the Dockers are alive and have high motivation. Your thoughts on that, Chip?
1: Yeah, um, and they played really well against West Coast last week, so... Anything can happen. I think Sorong, though, for me, like after, obviously, a, a BOG game last week, um, <clears throat> no brace or around him, freed him up a little bit, but he's finally getting some time on ground, and he should be a trade target for everyone.
0: Okay, on to the Essendon versus Collingwood game. Now... From what I think is going to happen, I would imagine Darcy Parrish here is a monster trade target. Uh, Zach Merritt is a potential uh, captain option, and if you want to go a little bit left of centre, Jake Stringer against Collingwood, who are giving up plenty at the moment, he's even an option. We know he hit the scoreboard last week, but you really need to look at something at around 120 points where they can hit that. Now, he hit the scoreboard last week and didn't really get there with regards to a ceiling game. So I think Paris is the, is the target this week, and I think he will be wholly targeted because Collingwood are just giving up plenty. Now, from Collingwood's point of view, Grundy looked tired last week, Jep. For me, he just looked really tired. So keep an eye out for that. Now, check Crisp in that midfield or defence is okay for me, and Chris main was retirement narrative. Your thoughts on any one of those, Jep?
1: Yeah, I think uh, just uh, Essendon players are going to have a field day. Personally, so the big, you know, parish merit. Yeah, you mentioned Stringer for sure. I think Chris keeps doing what he does, and um, that won't change. But um, and Dugoi too should should play well. So, yeah, Grundy is a, a flag, a red flag for everyone. And look, well, this is where it gets dangerous with it being a Sunday game.
0: Now, yeah, exactly. I, reg- I agree here. So the Bombers could really fill up in this game. Now we could get to this game. And the Bombers might have already qualified for finals, jet. Yeah. Because if Fremantle lose uh, about an hour before this game or half an hour before this game starts, their, their destiny is not, could be known. But I would expect that maybe even West Coast or Fremantle do get up and then almost makes that game pretty much on for Essendon. And therefore, I think it potentially could be a big fill-up. I don't think it matters either way, because if they've qualified... If they've not qualified, I think they just have a monster day against Collingwood, Jip.
1: Yeah, uh, I 1,000% agree, um, and it's captain options all around as well, depending how uh, the fixtures and results go. OK, on to the final game here, Adelaide versus North
0: Melbourne. Last game of the home and away season. Both teams will miss finals. For Adelaide, it's Rory Laird Ben keys even, I think is an option against the Kangaroos. Rory Sloan was back in that midfield at a high rate last week, and even if you want to go a little bit left to centre, it's Paul Seisman. For me, North Melbourne, uh, Aaron Hall in defence, if he's going to take a lot of D50 um, options out of defence and to start ball movement for the Kangaroos, uh, he's an option for a uh, end-of-season captain option, so last game of the year. And Jai Simpkin, I would pretty much ignore that score last week because if he gets a free reign over in Adelaide, uh, he can definitely put up a ceiling game. Again, both teams win finals, uh, but interesting of note here, jet interesting. If Adelaide win, their potential could turn in, pick two into pick four. Not that that's going to have any impact on the game.
1: Yeah, hopefully not. Um, I think you're right with uh, regards to the North players that can step up. I also like um, Stevenson in this game. Yeah. Um, yep. I think North Melbourne should win and um, and win well. So just keep an eye out for Stevenson because he's got the high ceiling.
0: Oh, Jeff, five targets for this week. So it's all on the line
1: right now. Who are yours? They are Jared Lyons against West Coast. I think, oh, look, I'd almost put six figures on him scoring 100-plus and even 120-plus. I think he'll have a day out. Jack Steele will, should have a free reign against Frio. Um Look, they can try you, Sirikowski, uh, like they did with um, with Shuey at centre bounces and the like, but I, I just think Jack Steele will be too good there. Josh Kelly against Carlton, unless Carlton tag, which isn't, um, you know, impossible, but I think Kelly goes big. Took Miller bounces back um, from a big, well, he still had a big game, but a big fantasy score. And then Caleb Sorong, just loving what he's doing last fortnight, and um, he'll keep going on that trajectory.
0: Yeah, I think Tom Mitchell goes nuts against the Tigers. Absolutely goes nuts. Uh, I think there's a ceiling game on offer there. Uh, for me, the second one is there. Zach Merritt. I think I think the Bombers put up a big number against Collingwood. And I think Merritt uh, is going to post a pretty decent fantasy score there. And number three is right behind him is Darcy Parrish. Again, same situation as Merritt. I think the, the Bombers put up some serious fantasy points against Collingwood. Uh, number four number four there for me is Lockie Whitfield. I think he just runs around uh, collecting plus sixes everywhere on Saturday night. And number five there for me is Jack Steele. I think he's got one more stealing game in him for his last game of the year. All right, Jep, so we're going to go on to key players from listeners. It's time to play like or dislike to finish off the podcast. We're going to do an eight-pack, so thank you for sending those in. So, Jep, first off, Tim Srando, like, dislike. No, like still. Yeah, like Darcy Parrish, like or dislike? Yeah, love him this week. Yeah, like Peter Laddance. Now, I'll put a bit of an asterisk on this one. So if Lysette is out and if Steph Martin doesn't come back into that team, I'm a like. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, I'm a like too in that scenario. I think um, he's got a bit of personal accolades to play for. Daniel Howell, I'm a like. Dislike.
0: Chris Main, retirement narrative. And that game could be really uncontested, chip around type situation. The halfback, you know, we can't wait till we get to the off season for Collingwood. What are you thinking?
1: No, I just like, I, yeah, I just think too much can go wrong, and Essendon will control the ball.
0: Yeah, I'm a like there. Oh, I die Simpkin, No, I like. Yeah, like. Jack Redden, definite like there for me. Yeah, like two. Now Nick Vloston, a couple of big scores recently, so the the Tigers are bound to get a lot of um, traffic inside their D50. And Vlosten, can, we know we can put up a score, so I actually I'm a like. No, I'm a dislike. All right. Well, that's our podcast done for the year, Jeb. So final thoughts heading into round 23.
1: Hold those trades, guys. Um, you know, last week of the of the round, we don't want any um, unfortunate incidences with laid out. So. Hold those trades, plan for two, three scenarios, um, note the players we've noted with likely rests, and um, and then, yeah, enjoy finals footy, and he's hoping the best team wins the premiership this season.
0: Yeah, for me, I would t- spend all week's uh, scenario building around that Port Adelaide and Western Bulldogs game. So if the Bulldogs win, this is what's going to happen. If Port Adelaide win, this is what's going to happen to my players. And obviously, again, alarm bells are going off with me with regards to Melbourne and if they're Guaranteed Top 2. So just keep an eye out there and hold your trades into that game if you can. Obviously, if you have a laid out that you need to cover, go for it. But yeah, I'm holding my trades uh, until that game is announced as final team. So, all right, Jep, so I will return at some stage in the off-season with some special guests. So until then, that's it for Episode 111. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys.